Welcome to the only actionable podcast to help you unfuck your marketing and run a business that gives a shit. I'm your host, Siobhan, and this is Marketing Unfucked. Today's conversation is all about A-B testing and the lack thereof with Dennis van der Hayden. Let's do this. Hi, Dennis. How do we unfuck marketing? <sighs> we are going to measure everything from now on. And how is that going to actually help us? Because the idea is that if you just don't measure it, you don't know what you're doing at all, and you're just going blind. Okay, so we're going blind. Are you implying that most of us are going blind or that a lot of us are seeing the wrong things? I'm taking most of my decisions blind, me, myself. And you invited me for to tell everybody that, how you should do it. But most of the marketing you do is hard to measure. And so it is terribly, terribly complicated to measure things, but you should really, really try and do it. And if you don't do it, you have to accept that you're going blind and not pretend that you actually know what you're doing because you don't. So the problem is that you're pretending or we are pretending. I think we all have too much of an ego and we need to be humble. Like we all don't know what we're doing. We're trying to do our best. Okay, so what are some examples of going blind or where we pretend that we aren't? Um, examples is, I think a good example is, for example, um, <laughs> that sounds a good example, for example. <laughs> so this is funny. <laughs> I took a course recently from somebody that works at Microsoft and Ronnie, the course leader, said they were testing a lot, like a thousand experiments um, a month, right? That's kind of the stuff that's happening at Microsoft. And experiments are A-B testing. And for the people that don't know what it is, so you do an experiment, you change one or multiple items on your website, apps, or whatever. In this case, that was Bing. And you're trying to kind of guess which of the things that you're doing are going to work. That's why we hired uh, very smart people that know conversion optimization. It's an industry that you also know quite a bit about. And in that space, one out of 10 of these experiments is winning. That's it, that's it. That's not, that's not like, okay, Bing maybe get one out of seven. That's what they were, their average was. Okay. But there were tests that nobody looked at. There was like, can I get a small change on an ad format in Bing on okay. the right-hand side? Nobody wanted to take it. It's, it's not going to like, I think it was something about bolding the items or underlying this. And they're like, ah, this is kind of ridiculous. Let's not go there. And one engineer is like, after several months, it's like, oh, I'm looking at the backlog and seeing this little thing. I'll pick it up. It's like an hour of work. So let me go and do that. That's a 12% 12, 12 lift in their revenue. That's $100 million in the US only. So. Basically, you're having like 70 smart people in Bing working on the experimentation team. Everybody thinks this thing is not going to work. And you're like, oh my God, we have to look for winners like that, like these golden jams and stuff like that. But that's actually not. I wanted to say here is that you don't really know what's working. You, me, and the other person on the other side of this podcast is probably not, doesn't know what's going to work. Well, we don't so know what's own... going to work, but... Exactly. You don't know what's going to work. And so you don't have to stick, throw spaghetti at the wall all the time, but you have an idea and that's okay. And with that idea, you need to do run an A-B test. Like if, if you can do that, go for it. Because I think 
don't know. I don't want to go rant about the whole thing of billboards, but I think we crossed the time where we had billboards on the road that were sold by very slick people that said they would convert because they could measure it and they sold the billboard. I think we passed that time quite a long time ago. So we have to measure it and we have to be humble and we have to keep trying and we have to learn from things because if you don't, you're basically going to lose out on the game. So I think marketing by throwing spaghetti in the wall is, or at the same time, thinking that you know what you're doing, both approaches are wrong, I think. So then which approach is right? Because going blind or inaction is wrong, but thinking you know what you're doing, having an ego is wrong. So what's the happy medium? <sighs> we should all chill and go to the Hamas. We should change profession. <laughs> That's no. it, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, you have to have a hunch, right? And that's what you and I do. We have a hunch based on something we've seen somewhere else, something that you've seen with other customers, something that you read, something that your call center told you, something you heard in the survey. That's the base. That's enough to get started. But isn't that measurement? If you start looking at user surveys and you start looking at data to get your hunch, isn't that essentially measurement? Don't you need to apply some human aspect to measurement to make sense of it? Yeah, this is called quantitative measurement, right? This is like you have to start somewhere. I can't quantify that. You can't say that interview or that customer that complained was actually 70% in, in the right direction. We just have a direction. We just don't know if they're right because you don't know if that one customer represents many or maybe the whole world. Like we have to try, but you have a gut feeling that this is going to work and with gut feelings, you can start. And that's what I think most people have. You have a good business sense about your industry. Mm. It doesn't mean that's the truth. So you should go and apply it, but have something we call the whole back, like have something that is not applying it. And then you have a part of people that see that new version or that new thing that you think is gonna work and the other group that doesn't see it. And then you have, I think, a controlled experiment and that's why booking is winning and that's why Netflix is winning and that's why Amazon is winning. Ah, they do a lot of other things really right. Like that's not the only thing, but they have, I think, the approach right, where you roll something out, checking it against the original, and if it doesn't work, which is usually the case, you roll it back, and then you go and analyze something, and then you go and learn something. So I think, I think that the fine detail is: should we do inaction? No, we should move. Right? We should we should move forward, and it's okay to have a hunch. And maybe some people's hunches are better than others. But I think then we should A-B test it. But you know what? Hey, I sell A-B testing software. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, pledging, I'm pledging here my own product, right? And, and so you don't have to buy my product, by the way. There's tons out there. <laughs> yeah, there are tons of alternatives. You're right. <laughs> but then Amazon, Netflix, these are mega companies. They've got the traffic. They can test. How does someone who's smaller measure? How does someone, you know, we all know that you need a certain amount of traffic to be able to measure. Okay, you can get creative. 
but then I'm not sure you would call that measurement anymore. So what do you do if you aren't there yet, but you need to measure, you need to not be running blind? Well, I think there's, there's another way to measure, right? There's a measure is if you look at time and you have actions and you can go to your Google Analytics and you make a pin on the moment you took a particular action. And then you go and look two weeks later and see if that action improved something. Is that pure? No, because lots of external events can happen, right? You can also have another campaign running, an email and stuff like that. But if you look at source data, what's the source of that traffic, you can get an idea that this might work. Until you're bigger, you can actually start doing it like this. I guess this is what entrepreneurs are doing anyway, if they're not having traffic to entrepreneurship. You're actually going and trying what is the best potential next thing with the least amount of budget or the highest amount of outcome. And you kind of rank those in your head, I guess. Although, by the way, if people are curious, there's lots of frameworks out there where you can put prioritization in your marketing efforts. and they measure the potential outcome and the effort you need to make. And then you give them a number and you rank them. And that's fairly easy to kind of move my highest things to the top. But looking at your, your historical data and pinning things that you've done in that period can get you a hunch. But you're still working with a hunch. And on top of that, you have to make sure that data is actually correct because we all know that a lot of these implementations aren't actually accurate. Yeah, or useful. As an entrepreneur, I mean, we can talk about this all what, but if you don't have the money nor the resources to do things, you got to start somewhere, even with inaccurate data. Like you got to go and start doing something. And in time, you'll have the resources to hire the best and correct your Google Analytics, find the problems. But even if you're looking at Google Analytics and you're looking for something like page views or conversions, even though I think the basic implementation of Google Analytics, how wrong they may be, are sufficient to get started. Okay, so we get started. We annotate things in Google Analytics. We'll d decide if it caused a lift or didn't over a certain time. Great. And then how do we take it from there? Because you're going into measurement now. You're going to start A-B testing. But no, 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 you don't start A-B testing. I don't think that's the first approach ever. Okay, so what's the first approach after annotating? I think what you can do is do simple things like user testing. Like really invite a couple of people in your shop, if you have a physical shop. If you don't have a shop, actually try, go and try to go to a conference or somewhere where your users are, put your laptop open and ask them to do certain things. Like things that you think are easy. Like go and buy something in my shop, and just stand there. Or ask to record that session on the screen. I think that's, that's, the, that's the first thing everybody should do. If you don't have those people, Maybe ask somebody in your family that's 65 to go and I've buy something this. on it's your side. opening <laughs> And if you don't have somebody like that, ask anybody that can already write and read, maybe an eight-year-old to a 10-year-old to do the same. And I think that's, I don't know, this is, this is how we in our field all started, like go and do those kind of user studies. That is cheap. That's fun. Uh, super enlightening how what results you can get. You find lots of things to improve. Like in just one session with five people, I'm sure you have a list of at least 25, 30 things you think you can do better just from there. 
and then we'll prioritize them and implement them and annotate to measure for uplift. Exactly. You don't A-B test it because you don't have a traffic. Just go for it. So then once you have the traffic, we A-B test. Is that really accurate? Like, okay, accurate is the wrong word and I keep on using it. I do mean useful. Is it useful just to A-B test or is there this element of you need to get your KPIs sorted? You need to know what you're measuring for? Because this is what I'm seeing. I see, okay, not Booking.com and Netflix. I'm sure they've got it figured out. But I do see plenty of companies who are A-B testing for the sake of A-B testing. Yeah, I see it as well. We just yesterday looked at an account of a very famous marketing company, which I'm not going to name, but they're huge. They sell lots of software. They pretend to be the amazing company. And on the inside, I go and look and we implemented a limit of uh, 50 goals uh, recently and they have 450 goals. What? How do you keep track of that? Exactly. It's like, why Why is that? It's like, oh, yeah, with every A-B test, we have something that we want to improve. Like something different each time? Yeah, yeah, we wanted to have that click and this click. It's like, ah, okay. And how does this make sense in a year plan? Like who came up with this? Oh, we wanted to have distributed A-B testing. So we want to have as many people A-B testing as we can. It's like, Okay, did you kind of all agree on one or two specific goals that you wanted to achieve with something called the guardrail metrics on the side, maybe? And it's like, um, yeah, let me let me see, because maybe we can clean it up a little bit. And it's all duplicates of everything. It's just an incredible mess. And and what you're saying, that's kind of it. It's like if you know you're aiming for uh, return on advertising spend. That's the thing. You have that multiplier that works for you. Yeah, you can break that down into micro metrics. It's like conversion rate times average order value and the mm-hmm. cost of acquisition and stuff like that. And so you have one metric that you measure against with maybe two metrics that you can influence that are your levers that you can kind of pull. So yeah, it is kind of important to have that big goal before you start A-B testing. So then before you A-B test, you need a strategy. Or before you measure even, you need a strategy. The strategy could be as, oh, I think the strategy can be as simple as, do we know what we're going to do this year? Right? That could be the start. That could be the start. Yeah. Like, so what are we trying to improve this year? And maybe alongside, you're going to refine that because you learned that it's very hackable, that number. I remember a search engine saying, okay, we want people to do more search queries. Okay. Like, ah, makes sense, right? Yeah. And then because of a bug in the A-B test, they had to keep doing searches because they didn't get the results they expected. So the metrics is going up really well. So you kind of have to think about your metrics a little bit and you can fine tune them a little bit because you do want people to find something on the search engine and be happy about it. And coming back each time because your search engine doesn't work is not what you're trying to optimize for. So it's okay that you don't get your, your first time metric wrong. Very, very, very big companies get that wrong as well in the beginning. So um, you can fine tune it a little bit in time, but having something to start with and a benchmark against, I think is important. So let's go back to what you were saying before, that there's this 
you know, idea or you believe that there's this lack of action, this lack of forward movement or measurement. So we've talked a lot about how you can do it and who has done it and who has done it wrong. But why are you saying there is a lack of it? Are you seeing that there are a lot of agencies, companies that are just taking action without measuring it? I mean, where is that initial thought coming from? You want to get me on the rant of losing and the winners. I know where you're going. So <clears throat> my biggest frustration as, as running Convert.com is that people are chasing winners. It's like, if I don't get a winner, the software is not good. Because it's your fault, Something right? like that. It's my fault, of course. Me personally, write me at Dennis at Convert. You can blame it all on me. The thing is... What I think, it shows a little bit of lack of maturity in that sense, right? So all my good ideas, and I have maybe one every couple of years, come from all my past failures. Like that's the only way that that works. Like I'm open to new things because I've tried it, I've read it. So when people fail at an A-B test, they take it as almost like a personal loss, right? It's like, I was wrong. And and that hurts. You're laughing because I know you felt it at one point in time. It's like, <laughs> I told them it was a great idea and then I implemented it and it didn't work and it will backfire on you. Your ego is crushed. The customer opinion of you drops. And, and the whole thing that that I'm saying inside my company, it's like, I mean, the forward motion is what counts, right? And, and then taking the learning from that is, if you lost something and it didn't work out, just segmenting that by device or segmenting that by traffic source, by country, by whatever metric you still have available, just do that post analysis, not throw it out a window saying, oh, we lost it. I will bet you there's there's insights in there. I mean, you could lose overall, and then all of a sudden you're saying, hey, on iOS, I have something here that's not as bad as the other one. Why is that not as bad as the other one? And based on that, you go and maybe ask some colleagues, do the same thing on your, your iOS device, and you find it's like, ah, okay, this is covering in some cases because of the iOS works like this, the bar is covering that thing. Okay, so the menu should actually go a little down that hamburger menu, maybe five pixels down, so it doesn't cover. It's like, oh, that's a great insight. Just let's go do that for the next test. Like move the hamburger down menu for everybody, a couple of pixels, and it makes it so much more useful for everybody. And I think that's what is possibly there and it's a pity because like i'm fighting against a, a market that's not yet so mature in there right so you don't think that they're mature the market yet i think it's growing up sorry the market yeah sorry maybe our market yeah i meant our market I'm, i think it's growing uh, yeah, up. <laughs> yeah. our market is like where we are with our current pricing we're like slightly under a thousand a month is still very affordable in this space and so that market probably is not a full-blown uh, experimentation team. So in that market, we may be having 
some people that are still learning. So, I mean, that's kind of where we position ourselves. So it's a lot of education, which I'm doing right now. I think it's a good thing, though, because if you're essentially, you're not harping on the fact that you need to A-B test or measure. You're saying do what you can right now and keep on moving forward. Just like in your example, you say if, if you fail at a test, we all fail at testing. Um, I can attest to that, is that you need you can find learnings from them. I will say, which is a classic I get, you cannot find learnings and then implement it just for that device. <laughs> this is what I get a lot. But we can just implement it for desktop if it worked on desktop. I'm like, no, we can retest it. <laughs> but then, you know, I'm still not getting from you why you think a lot of people aren't measuring or are not taking action. Is it is it coming from somewhere? Because, you know, we've got our winners. We've got the people who are chasing winners. We've got the, the big guys who are testing phenomenally. And we've also got the smaller companies who are starting to enter that field with experimentation, working with agencies, et cetera. But you are insinuating in the beginning that we need to measure and that there's a lack of action. Where is that coming from? Who is not measuring? Or what are we not measuring other than A-B tests? I think the scale of zero to $10,000 a month for your e-commerce or your SaaS company, I don't think anybody's measuring. Because I don't, I mean, I think hardly anything because it's not the time for it. You're still looking for product market fit and things like that. So having a good analytics probably is fine. And having the um, monthly recurring revenue, that's all fine. I don't think you need to start measuring at that stage. It's just surviving and getting to product market fit. 10,000 to 100,000, I think most people are still not measuring all that much. I think that's the space for lots of customer interviews, user sessions, long onboarding, like take your customers by the hand because you're then you're looking for the messaging and scalability and things like that. So again, I think that's the moment where you should start implementing a correct analytics tool, if that's Google Analytics or anything you have. So you, you can spend a couple of thousand getting somebody in there and setting it up correctly. I don't think you need to look at that weekly. I think it's it will help you in the future if you get that right now. Yeah. And once you hit 100,000 and going for that million, I still think most people don't need to A-B test, but then the measuring starts with your ad funnels and paid traffic and things like that. So start measuring very, very, very clearly how your return on ad spend is and uh, what those conversion rates are on those landing pages that you have. And I think once you hit a million dollars in in annual revenue, and for most people that actually is monthly revenue, when things are getting really serious, you should start thinking about getting a team of three people together, of which one is more of a user-focused person, one more analytics person, and one more developer type. And you should have a team of three starting to work on trying structural experiments. And that could be still ads. It doesn't have to be uh, on-page or in-app kind of A-B test, but that's the moment where I think you would be missing out on significant growth if you don't add three people in that space. So 
I think that's the moment. If you don't do that, and I think a lot of people don't, then it's basically, you're still A-B testing. You just don't know the outcomes of this. (laughs) (laughs) So you're learning nothing. (laughs) So you're still trying things and you, you have nothing to segment and you have nothing learned and you don't even know if you won or if you lost. And so... I don't know. You're basically flying blind completely, right? Yeah, of course. So then in closing, what are we losing if we don't measure, especially once you've hit that hundred, you know, one million dollar mark? What are you losing? I think you're losing out or understanding your customers. You don't know what they want. Which is the most important thing, isn't it? I think you can shove things through their mouths by pushing ads, but eventually that's going to catch up on you. So you really need to invest in understanding who is your buyer. And I think that's what you will learn. Great. Thank you so much, Dennis. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Marketing Unfucked. Make sure to leave us a review. See you in two weeks.